Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. How's it going? We're back. You know, I'm fine. I would say I'm doing fine today. You're doing fine. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Today has been a productive fine day. Fine and well. Fine and well. Very cordial. Yeah. What it, when you say you're doing fine, what do you think fine means? Like, what, is that like just a five? I'm doing a five out of 10. For me, fine is like, yeah, maybe a six. A six. I'd say like That's fine is a six. Point. Like things are good. Got some stuff on my mind. I'd be better if I wasn't thinking about it. Yep. I'd probably be like good or great. Right. Yeah. Great. You're pushing like the but, eight to 10, but I'm just got some things on my mind. Yeah. So I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. I'm fine. That's good. Yeah. So that's how I've been. Like every time you've asked me how I'm doing lately. Yeah. You've been fine. I've yeah. been fine. <laughs> which, means, which means you're thinking, which means I've got something on my mind. I think my definition of fine is like, I, it's kind of the opposite of yours. I think fine is like when I have literally nothing in my head. Like I'm oh. in my empty box. I just like nothing good is happening. Wow. Nothing bad is happening. I'm just yeah. coasting. Or also if I'm at home, you know, I'm fine slash have something on my mind. Cause I'll just start doing random stuff. Right. Like I'll just be like organizing the cupboard like out of nowhere. Energy just comes. Like yeah. I just have to like get something like I need like my hands to catch up to where my mind is at. Oh, so that's another tell. So then it's like, oh, what are you, why are you doing that? I think I told you one time, do you have a tell for when you're not fine? Yeah. Yeah. My tell, I think I told you before. Now I'll let you guys in on this as well. If I have a messy car, you know, something's not going well. Things are not going well often for you. Hey, (laughs) we also have different standards of mess that are acceptable. Yeah. Right. In our cars. Like I'm pretty sure you bought a different gym bag so that it would match the color of your car because it just you wanted to line it up yeah i definitely yeah you 100 yeah so we have different standards of and mess. cup like my cup matches my car too right yeah it's all it's a look all together yeah yeah so that okay that's your tell <laughs> if your car is a mess your life is a mess exactly yeah something's okay, going downhill wow, it's wow. probably my car yeah okay. what about you what's your tell oh good question i'm very quiet mm. if i'm upset mm. And I can, this is shocking. This is shocking. I can get like more sarcastic <laughs> because I, right. yeah, I don't know how. Like a pout, like where it's so sarcastic, you don't even know but if it's, it's sarcasm cutting. anymore. It's cutting a little bit too. Oh, right. So that's not good. No. That's yeah. when Mike needs a break. Yeah. That's when Mike needs a moment. Uh, yeah. Or just like, can you just sit and we're just going to like talk it out for yeah. a sec. Yeah. I also don't like not talking it out. That's interesting, hey? Like, this has nothing to do with our topic today. No. <laughs> but simultaneously, you'll get more quiet than you normally are. Right. But you also don't like not talking about it, not addressing because it. Because what I want to actually see happen is I want to just like clear the calendar. Right. We've got to deal with this, but I know often in life we have to live our lives yeah, even when we're upset, right? It, yeah. So then I just like keep it in until like we can really get into it you keep it in and you clean the cupboards i'm not good i'm not good at just doing things half that's why right i'm not good at just saying like 
I'm not doing good and then letting it be at I'm not doing good. So what do you think of the old adage that you should never go to bed angry? Like, can you? <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah, no, because I can't. do not. We're just not going to sleep tonight. We're going to yeah. deal with this. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't do that. <laughs> All right. Fair yeah. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, so this week we talked about baptism. One baptism. One baptism. Tell us, what did you learn on Sunday, Josh? Well, I've never Other than that it was so hot and sunny. It was cooking. We were outside. I learned that I probably should have put some sunscreen on. Yeah, me too. I learned that I probably shouldn't have worn pants to... Well, uh, well, I should have worn... Yeah. You should have worn bottoms. Not in a weird way. Yeah, Yeah, but you wish you would have worn shorts. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I was the only person there in jeans, Uh and and I I regretted it for a good two hours. But biblically, what I learned, I really liked that breakdown. I've never heard of that before, talking about... Ephesians 4, we're still talking about unity. Um, We're in this series over the summer. And um, verse 4 through 6, there's this idea. For there's one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. The Holy Spirit reminding you of heaven, constantly prompting you towards that. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Kind of centered around Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, obviously, baptism is a uh, re- representation of what Jesus did for us, dying and rising again. Uh, and then verse 6, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all, as in God oh. the Father. So I've never seen that breakdown of kind of attributing those different sections to different persons of the Trinity. Hmm. Um, where did you learn about that? What, what, what was kind of, I was hoping to dig into that a little bit more than we did on, on Sunday. Where did I learn that? Yeah, or like, did they? Was there anything else that came along with that, or was that just? Did that just come? Was that? Oh, it, just like from reading and researching. Why? Did, yeah. Like, why would he write these things? Like specifically like, with the semicolons between. Yeah, them. and like, what is it about these things that he would list them together? Right. Right, and so then, just like one author, I forget who it was, was like, well, it has they were just pointing out that these things have to do with this person right. of the Trinity yeah. and like what his function might be. So I just thought that that was quite profound. We'll get into it a bit more this week as yeah. well on Sunday as we wrap up our series. Well, what I was thinking specifically with this point too, is there's one Lord, one faith and one baptism and even the continuity of those statements together. Mm-hmm. You know, you have one Lord, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who's asked you, to not do very many things. That's another thing we touched on mm-hmm. on, on Sunday. He's asked you, I mean, are the sacraments that we hold to are, are, you know, remember him in communion, remember what he did for you and to get baptized. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Of course, there's the great commission as well and stuff, but he hasn't, he hasn't set a lot of things for us to remember. Right. So we have one Lord. Uh, we have one faith. So Jesus, who we've put our faith in and he's called us to do this one thing, right? Baptism. Mm-hmm. But, it's pretty straightforward. It's when you look at it like that, it's it's like they clearly point to one another. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was and to be honest, I think I mentioned this on Sunday, like we've done a disservice in church where we've separated these things so far one from the other. Yeah. You know, like being salvation and baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like and of course we all have to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. However, the Holy Spirit is going to illuminate that in our heart mm-hmm. and in our mind. But even this idea that like, well, I know about Jesus, but I just like, I don't want to put my faith in him. And like we in our church culture overall today have like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make a decision if you're not ready. 
Yeah. But actually Jesus has always called people to like make a decision, right? Even the disciples, he like, it, that's the, the call. The call wasn't just like, Hey, I'm over here. If you want, the call was like, follow me right now. We're going, right. We're moving on. Yeah. Leave and, that behind. Right. But we've like allowed it to be like this, like three to five year process of like, yeah, I heard about this guy named Jesus. When I feel like it, I'll put my faith in him. And then after that, when I feel like it, when I feel comfortable enough with it, mm-hmm. I'll get baptized. Right. When that's when, never the example that is set for it's us. It's not really. Yeah. And I'm not saying pressure people to put their faith in Jesus. I'm just saying that we have to be asking constantly uh, if people are ready to do that. Do you think it's um, fair to say, like looking at this phrase specifically, you have one Lord, Jesus Christ, if you have faith in what in him, what he's done and what he asks you to do, and he's your Lord, you'll listen. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you getting baptized? Absolutely. I would say that. Right. Well, because I just think that's the call is if he's Lord, then you do what he says. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you put your faith in him, like the logical step is you do what your Lord would say. Well, and because obedience is a way that we also demonstrate our love for Jesus too, right? It's how we demonstrate our love for anybody. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like how, like we demonstrate our love and care to our spouse Mm -hmm. is when they ask us for something, we respond. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it, even if it makes you uncomfortable, those are the like profound moments of love, like where I didn't want to do this Mm -hmm. and, but I'm doing it. It's how our kids show that they love and care for us. It's how even in friendships we care for each other. Yeah. Is like, this is important for my friend. I do this. This is important to my spouse. I do this. Mm -hmm. They ask me for it. I think it's pretty easy. I mean, you often hear this is kind of in a similar vein when we're talking about like how we kind of disregard Jesus's love in in our lives. And and you hear like it's almost like a bit of a, a trope, like how often you hear it in sermons. But you'll hear, OK, if if your spouse were to treat you X, Y, Z, only coming to you when they need something and then saying, hey, look, I love you. But um, I just don't want to be associated with you or mm-hmm. I don't want to be I don't want people to know that uh, you're my 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 wife or you're my husband. Mm-hmm. Don't I, I still love you, but mm-hmm. I want there to be like a bit of a, you know, right. I want to keep that love to yeah. myself. Right. Right? It's my private how relationship silly. with you. It's so silly. But we, yeah, but that's kind of how we treat God when and Jesus specifically when we don't adhere to his uh, commands. To, yeah. I think I said that on Sunday. Yeah, to specifically get baptized. Yeah, because we wouldn't put up with it. Like in, actually, I don't think we'd put up with it in, like in any relationship in our life. No. But especially in key covenant relationships like marriage, which is actually a symbol of Christ and his church. Mm-hmm. The relationship between Christ and the church is exemplified for us in marriage. Yep. Right? And so the there is, the no, there is yep. no marriage unless you make a vow one to another in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going to go into that, but like, I love going to weddings and it's like very rare. You'll ever see me at a wedding, not crying. Yeah. But it's like the thing I love most, of course, it's a great party and all of this. The point that I look forward to the most is like listening to people's vows. Right. Because it's incredible. The things that we'll promise to one another when we love each other. Yeah. And the declarations that we'll make even in front of other people. And inviting others in to keep you accountable. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like we don't do that for Jesus. We're no. like, well, it's just between me and God. Why do I have to invite other people into it? And it's because a that's what makes it real. That's what right. seals the deal. Hmm. Just like with you and your, you see this in dating relationships. Like we're not really dating, so we're not telling anybody. That, yeah. But the minute you tell someone, it's the real deal now. Yeah, true. And it's Facebook the, official. Yeah, your Facebook yeah. official. Yeah. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, but it's a, like it, that's what baptism is, and I love what you said because yeah. this also came up as I was preparing last week was. I think that holds people back from baptism as well is the moment you make it public, you're now held accountable to what you said. Right. And people don't want that. Yeah, that's true. And so do you think it's more the like trepidation of that, of inviting criticism into your life or inviting accountability rather than obedience to Jesus? Because we even hear this, like this, this challenge sometimes that it's like, Oh, I feel like, um, like, I don't know why I have to, why does the church push this so hard? I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm. And then from our perspective, it's like, oh, but this is not like the church is just the hands and the feet, right? We're just trying to carry out what Jesus, who is the the Lord of us all, has asked us to do. So it, there seems to be there's this battle it, between that. Yeah, I think it's like, it, to me, it all comes down to lordship and faith. Right. And like we already said, is... Until you get to a point, and I know sometimes we also, and we have to make sure we're not doing this, is like getting baptized out of an emotional response as well. We don't need that. You need to understand what you're doing. Yeah. Right? And of course, there God gave us emotions to lead us certain ways. Sometimes we don't trust our emotions, but mm -hmm. sometimes he convicts us or whatever. But um, where I was going with that is like, of course, you're going to be uncomfortable because people are going to hold you accountable. Of course, you're uncomfortable because some of us just hate being in front of people. Yeah. All of this kind of stuff. But it's a question of lordship and faith because if you, if Jesus is the Lord of my life, I do what he says no matter the cost, mm -hmm. no matter how uncomfortable it's going to make me. Yeah. I'm going to do it, right? And my relationship and living rightly before him matters more than like how I feel in front of my it's peers. It's not dependent on, yeah, the, the ups and yeah. the downs. I like that you went there because I was actually thinking of like emotionality too. Hmm. And it always reminds me when people say, oh, I don't feel, because you, you can apply this to any participation in church, you know? I don't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like serving. I don't feel like, uh, like baptism is for me or mm -hmm. whatever it might be, right? And then it always makes me think of that verse, Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitful above all things and right. beyond cure. Yeah. Who can understand it? Yeah. Right? Like it's a it's like none of us feel like doing right. the right thing most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so a good question though that, that was posed. Um is there ever a time where if you were to say, I don't feel like I should be doing this, or I don't feel like now is the right time? has credence to it, like is, is, is a good excuse. Is there ever a circumstance or maybe something's going on in that person's life where if they were to say, I don't feel like now is the time to get baptized, that you'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe that's some, an area that should be maybe worked through, reflected on more. Maybe there's some more work that needs to be done. Or is that just like uh, off the table? I think for me, it's like pretty much off the table mm -hmm. unless like, you don't feel like you really understand who Jesus is. Like there has to be an acceptance of the gospel. Yeah. Right. So like if you actually, I mean, I don't think people would usually say that because it's either like 
you understand the gospel or you, you don't, but maybe you're working it out still and you're not sure if you're willing to put your faith in Jesus yet, mm-hmm. then sure. If it's like, I don't feel like this because my life doesn't look the way I want it to look yet, or I'm not sure about this because, um, you know, I, I'm wrestling with this or whatever. That's so silly because like, um, baptism is like this declaration after salvation and you don't need to like get cleaned up before you take a bath. Mm -hmm. Just like when you accepted Jesus, your life didn't need to look perfect before Mm -hmm. you accepted him. That's his job. Yeah. It's the power of the Holy spirit at work in you that will transform you over time. That's sanctification. And you don't need to be perfectly sanctified before you get baptized because baptism isn't about you. Mm. Right. It's not about saying, hey, look at how good my life is. That's not what baptism is. Mm -hmm. Baptism is us saying, hey, look how awful I was and Jesus set me free. And so I want to point you to him. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, of course, if there's um, something in your life, maybe you're living in sin, right? Um, Maybe you're wrestling through something. Of course, deal with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't prevent you from getting baptized. That's not like a prerequisite yeah. to be sinless before you get baptized. Right. So, I mean, let's just throw out an example. Um, you know you're wrestling with a porn addiction. Mm-hmm. You don't have to solve that before you get baptized, but you should be working on it. Yeah. Right. Like before and after. What about for people who are like still having a hard time maybe coming on board with some specific... Because it's always like the tiniest... It's one thing for everyone that is like the thing that hits deepest, you know? Mm. So whether it's like, oh no, I don't agree with maybe this area of theology. I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm still in the wrestle. I don't understand why it says um, do X, Y, Z. I don't understand why this isn't okay and this is, right? There's Everybody has that one like kind of area that they struggle with. Mm-hmm. So what is the line of like uh, struggling with, but like acknowledging that God is, is, is right and God is sovereign? And I need to get on his page mm-hmm. versus, you know, I don't even know if I agree with this necessarily. Like if yeah. I were to say, I don't even know if I agree with this tenant of theology. Right. Would you still say it's all, let's get you baptized. And that's going to be a work through your life. It's about salvation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> baptism, right? So I would say, yeah, like yeah. unless your issue is with salvation or yeah. with salvation itself and how you earned or you didn't earn that. Yeah. Um, then of course, okay, wrestle with that and make sure you understand it. Other than that, if it's like, I'm not sure what I believe about, um, like same gender relationships. I'm not sure what I believe about, um, speaking in tongues. So I don't know if I should get baptized. Those are not related. Mm -hmm. Like, do you believe that Jesus died for your sin and Mm -hmm. set you free from the power of sin and he has a place for you in eternity? Yeah. Then praise God by getting baptized. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you even mentioned on Sunday about the story of the Ethiopian um, and Philip and he doesn't go through Mosaic law and he doesn't go through the ceremonial Leviticus law. He doesn't go through doctrines of whatever he goes through the gospel. You know, he mm-hmm. shares the gospel with him and he accepts the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head that it, it's really about your position with God, your right. position with Jesus, your need for a savior and your invitation, your acceptance of the gift that he's given you, the gift of life. Right. Hmm. So another kind of interesting um, point with baptism that we have talked about before, I wonder if other people have, I mean, you, you spoke about it a little bit in the beginning, this idea that our kind of Protestant church today has separated um, 
baptism so far away from the salvation moment. Mm -hmm. And you never really saw that in the early church. Like you mentioned with, with, I think, what was it? Three days in Saul's conversion to Paul. Um, It was immediately uh, on the day of Pentecost. It was immediately with the Ethiopian. And I mean, obviously we know like church history for like 1500 years, everyone was Catholic. Right. So, Mm -hmm. In, in the vast majority of our history, um, baptism was actually like connected because those two moments took place like immediately mm-hmm. that you weren't even really considered a Christian unless you'd been right. baptized. You right. were still considered to have the, the weight of sin on your heart hmm. um, until that moment when you went under the water and you were washed clean. They were, they were so intricately connected. Right. Um, so why is, our, why is our theology like so different today? Because I know Catholics still hold to this. Mm-hmm. I, that's a great question. Why is it different? Yeah, or l- I guess why and like, what's maybe your position? What's, what's maybe your view on that? I don't know why we got to this place. I think it probably comes from like just wanting to be sure that we know that someone is saved. So we put them through a class and we do this. And even at our church, we do have a baptism yep. class to people make sure people know what they're doing and that they know the gospel before they get baptized. But I think like we've allowed that to like um, to like supersede almost. Yeah, like of. what God is doing in right. someone's heart, right? Yeah. I mean, of course, you make sure that someone understands the gospel. That's what we did even on Sunday. Like, if you want to get baptized, please first speak to an elder yeah. or a minister. And what we're asking them is like uh, their experience with Jesus, if like checking if they really know who He is, mm-hmm. what He did for them all of that kind of stuff and their reason why they want to get baptized because you know, there could be other reasons you're just doing it because your mom told you to, right. or you saw your friend do it. That's not a reason to get baptized, but or emotionality the other way. Yeah. You know, you're just so excited. You're just, caught up yeah. In it. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. So I'm just going to like, yeah. that's an also not okay. Right. Um, we want to make sure, but I think we also need to let God do what God does. Mm hmm. Um, which is bring dead hearts to life. And if he's done that genuinely, then why wouldn't we baptize? Who are you? we to stand in the way of it? Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's some practical things that get in our way. Like our baptism tank is not full every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even we've talked about that now as a team is like filling it more regularly and being prepared yeah. for people who might want to get baptized even on a monthly basis. Right. So, well, cause we've even started doing, and this is pretty recent, um, the last maybe the last year, I guess mm-hmm. we've opened up baptisms uh, to be spontaneous, yeah. to be if the Holy Spirit wants to move in this moment, yeah. let's give Him the freedom to do so. Well, one of the greatest tools of the Holy Spirit is even people's testimonies, right? So right. I think that that moves us to understand God when Absolutely. we see Him at work in people's lives. So, um, and you know, so even when we get all high tech about baptism, when we film people's testimonies that puts people off so if we can make it low barrier for people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get baptized then why wouldn't we do that yeah and so i think that you ask like what's my view i think like we are only saved by the grace of jesus christ Mm -hmm. it's by grace alone and faith alone that we're saved Mm -hmm. that's it right so you're saved the minute that you believe in Jesus and his work mm-hmm. in your life. And we exemplify that through baptism. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a moment of con- like professing with our mouth that we believe in Jesus. Um, otherwise, I think it plays back into what we talked about before, this lordship idea. If you can't say it, do you really believe it? Yeah. Is it really that important to you? 
Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, um, so then, and then I would say, then just get baptized right away. I mean, in scripture, we see that it was pretty immediate, you know, three days that night, yeah. all these kind of things. We can't get so hardcore about it because it's not prescribed in scripture that it has to be immediate, but like there, I don't think should be a delay. Yeah. We should not belabor this because this is what we're asked to do. I think you mentioned that too, that there's no condemnation if, if you were saved, you know, two, three years, whatever ago. Right. And you, you haven't been baptized yet, but nonetheless, the invitation is still there. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's going to laugh at you. We're all going to just celebrate because again, baptism isn't about us. And I think we've also done this disservice where we're like, which I'm not even against this, but like we bring people flowers and blah, blah, blah. Way to go. Yeah, you did you it. You did it. You did it. But yeah. it's like, well, actually, no, I'm I trying to point people to Jesus because yeah. he did something in my heart. Right. And so if we can get over ourselves a little bit, too, it might help us. Isn't that always the case? If yeah. We can just get over ourselves just a little bit. And just, yeah, obey God. I think that's the thing is like we want to do all these things. One thing I didn't get to in my message was like just this idea of like, we come to church and we offer all this stuff to God, but all God wants is obedience from us. Mm. You know, he talks about that even in first Samuel, you know, the prophet says to Saul, like God doesn't delight in your burnt offerings. He delights mm-hmm. in an obedient heart. Mm-hmm. And yet we think we can come to church and offer worship and praise and service to God and yep. be disobedient in our hearts. And that really doesn't honor him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it starts in the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll just leave it there, Yeah, you know, and we are going to start if people are listening, doing baptisms starting in the fall, mm-hmm. being prepared to do them every month, in our every church. second Sunday. So if you're, that's what we're going to start doing. That's it. So, so that people don't have to wait. Yeah, exactly. It'll always be on the docket. So we're excited for what God's doing. And yeah, we just give glory to God. Like we said, we were planning one baptism this past week and we had seven. So yep. that was yeah that's the work of god big reason to celebrate absolutely all right well we hope you guys have enjoyed uh this week's episode of unpacking sunday and we look forward to uh joining with you guys again next week Uh, have a great rest of your week and, and we'll see you sunday unpacking sunday is a podcast of caribou road christian fellowship church if you're interested in more information please check out our website at www.crcfchurch.com